the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Frum. And we are thrilled to be joined by the author of an upcoming book. Oh, it looks so good. It's called Demystifying Evil. We're joined by Ingrid Farrow. She's the coordinator of the Master of Arts in Old Testament at Northern Seminary. And we also, this is fun, we found out there's another connection with Ingrid. Her daughter-in-law is our buddy John Benedict, who's the Cubs uh, organ player who used to work with us. Uh, her brother, something like that, right, yes. Ingrid? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's the connection. I love that. Well, thanks so much yeah. for being here with us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Mm-hmm. All right, Ingrid. So this title is so strong, Demystifying Evil. I, I want you to give us just a big picture. What are you writing about? It is the big question and that uh, keeps many people from church, many people from God, drives a lot of people away from God and others, and people don't want to talk about it. And our churches have tended to uh, not want to bring in the conversation. People want to avoid. N.T. Wright, New Testament scholar, says most people treat evil in three ways. First, they don't expect it to happen. Second, when it happens, it slaps them in the face. Mm-hmm. He said, therefore, they tend to respond in immature and dangerous ways. Wow. And that was really the story of my life until mm-hmm. I, the Lord actually sent me to seminary to get answers because I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I was deconstructing my faith before it became a term. It was like, wow. God, I don't even know why I still believe in you. I don't wow. know. I haven't seen goodness in my life or love and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so I just had this strong sense. You go and get answers from scripture for yourself yeah. out of Greek and Hebrew. So good for you. That's <laughs> amazing. You, yes. <laughs> love uh, that. Ingrid, I'd love to hear as much as you're willing to share a little more of that story. And mm-hmm. what was it particularly about hard times and evil that, that puts you down that path to almost losing yeah. your faith? Yeah. I hadn't really been taught why evil and suffering happens, or even to expect it. Mm. I was brought in like so many people come to Jesus and he's going to take care of all your problems. Right. You know, it's right. like the, the genie, the golden ball or something. Mm. And whereas Jesus doesn't promise that at all. He says, in this world, you will have tribulation. Yeah. Yes, they'd be a good cheer because I've overcome it. But we don't talk about that so often in the churches. It's starting to happen now, but mm. for generations or at least, you know, decades, we've had very, very little conversation about evil, suffering, pain, trauma. Yeah. And so people, when they do have it, they would be told, oh, just praise God. You know, it must be God's will or stupid things like just saying God's in control. And it's like, Mm. how does that help me? You know, God's in control. Why is this happening? Right. So in my life, I had abuse, trauma, just a lot of Mm. really, really difficult things happen. Mm. And it was 
I was so confused. And even during my Master of Divinity program, because I had to go back to school, my original degree was in nutrition. And oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So I had to start with a Master of Divinity, and I was still having so many things happen that were mm. so traumatic in my life. Mm. Uh, my second husband took his life. My first husband had oh. tried to kill me. I mean, it was just, you know, I Whoa. had a lot of uh, really distressing things. And I was a Christian and trying to faith be faithful and serve God yeah. and tithe and, and give and just... And, uh, and it's like, why is everything going wrong? Mm. And the beautiful thing is that when you keep asking questions, it says, seek and you will find. Mm. And so I had to really dig deep and seek. And, uh, mm. and so this book is the fruit of both my life, my struggling with God, my wrestling with God, my wow. wrestling with scripture and information, the, the, actually answers you know you hate to say answers because there's still so many questions right but yeah. brought so much clarity and so this is really the fruit of my life 15 years of research and study and wow. pulling that all together oh ingrid i cannot yeah. wait to read this book it comes out december 5th where can our listeners uh pre-order a copy where can they uh find and follow you and then I actually have a couple more questions about the book itself yeah, thank you. It is uh, IVP University Press. It's all all booksellers, you know, Lagos Christian Books and so forth. Lagos also has it for those who use Lagos. So it's available in most places, either as an ebook or as a hard copy. Perfect. Again, the title is Demystifying Evil. Let me ask you another question, Ingrid. Do you define evil in the book? I know that's that's a massive concept, but I think that's why I'm asking, because I think sometimes yes. we don't know what's evil, what isn't evil. Is it the spooky thing in the dark? Is it something mm -hmm. else? Do you unpack that? Absolutely, I do. And one of the important things is to understand evil. We first have to actually know what is good. So mm. the title of you know, your the common good, we have lost in our culture what is goodness. Yeah. And we have distorted God and calling anything evil, <laughs> including some of the things that, that God does. And scripture clearly says that God God is not evil. He, he, you know, so I do unpack that. And so evil I define as the corruption of relational and, excuse me, the corruption of creational and relational goodness. So mm. we have to start with what is good. And if we don't know what is good is if we don't know what the real is and who the real is, yeah. we will be confused and we will call evil good and good evil. Wow. And that was what happened in my life. Mm. Wow. Oh, so powerful. Ingrid uh, I'm sure this is all in your book and we want people to go get it, but do you deal with like in our day and age, we don't talk a lot about like spiritual forces. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't talk about mm -hmm. a lot about like, you know, princes and principalities and all of this stuff. How do you deal with that when having a conversation about evil? Good question. Yeah, it is. I have part four in my book is on that question. Great. Who is Satan? What are mm. And actually defining what scripture calls these different realms of spiritual beings, both both malevolent as well as those who are on God's side. And so mm. just breaking it down, what does the Bible say about these spiritual forces that are at work? So that is also a conversation so many churches and, and Christians have either been afraid of, they're afraid of the devil. We're not supposed to be afraid of him, but we need to know mm. who our enemy is. Yeah. And that he does have schemes. He has yeah. plans. And we need to know what his plans are in compared to what God's plans are. And then especially like the Joseph narrative is, is one of my favorite. Mm. My 
dissertation was on evil in Genesis from the Hebrew text. So wow. Joseph's story, he goes through so much, but he never says, well, I'm just going to stay a slave. I'm just going to stay a prisoner. Mm. He knew he had dreams from God and he didn't give up, but he trusted God and by the end to take what had been evil done against him mm. and turn it into good. And that is what's God, what God's plan is for us to mm. take whatever evils that face us. First, we have to, we have to define evil. We have to name it. Yeah. We have to face it. Yeah. We yeah. have to do something about it wow. and not be paralyzed because so many people when bad things happen, just become paralyzed. That's right. Do nothing. Oh man, I this is I cannot wait for this book to come out, Ingrid. This is so good. I I am gonna ask you to to shepherd our listeners a little bit because I'm mm-hmm. sitting here thinking of the person who is in that paralyzed place. Man, suffering has hit hard. They're hurting. They've had a year of just pain and heartache, and like you said, maybe they're looking around going, "God hasn't been good to me. I have seen no goodness." What's just a word of like, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that person. Yes. And, and that's also why I include my story in the book too, mm. because uh, we need to be telling our stories because so often when people have horrible things happen and evil happen, they feel so alone, they feel isolated. And so often people isolate them. Mm. And so the first is just take the smallest step you can yeah. to trust somebody. If you can't trust God, trust somebody that you know does. That's good. Because sometimes we have to hold on to somebody else uh, when we're not ready to trust God yet. And so that you just take whatever little step and every day or every week, just try to take a little step mm-hmm. towards saying, maybe I'm going to give goodness a chance. Maybe mm-hmm. there's just even a possibility that something good is possible in my life. And that's a place to start just to even have a little bit of hope because it, it's losing hope that, that really destroys us. Yeah. And people can cause us to lose hope, to lose yeah. trust, to lose faith wow. in people and God and the church and everything. Yeah. Wow. So, so just trying to find who's one person that I feel I can trust that I can go to. And often that's a place if you're not ready to go to God yet. Oh, that's such a good word, Ingrid. Uh, Let's end here. Uh, Aubrey and I are both pastors. I'm guessing you probably feel like pastors and churches don't tackle this enough, (laughs) right? Churches are supposed to be happy places. We want people to come (laughs) back. But in reality, this is something we should be tackling on a regular basis. What would you say to pastors and church leaders? To not be afraid of the topic, to study Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. and to recognize that one of the greatest needs right now, we we see soaring suicide and depression and anxiety and all kinds of mental, uh, mental anxieties and so forth. What people need is for others to come alongside them who have worked through crises and problems and traumas and so forth, who can simply sometimes just sit, not give pat answers, but mm-hmm. just sit and listen and shepherd people through the hard times and talk about it. And and I think we need more testimonies again, too. But mm-hmm. also for people when they're coming, the, the majority of the Psalms are lament Psalms, and that yeah. should tell us something. Yeah. And yeah. we have forgotten that. So to include discussions of suffering and problem and evil and invite people in and have people ready to shepherd others. So good. Ingrid Farrow is the author of an upcoming book, Demystifying Evil. Be sure to pre-order your copy today. Ingrid, where can our people find and follow you? I have a website now. It's uh, IngridFarrow.com. And so that's a, that would be a good place just to start. Perfect. Thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you, Ingrid. Thanks so much for inviting me. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.